And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. And if you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for the uh, website. <laughs> like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I'm always distracted now. Every time I start this show, I'm distracted. Uh, this time, I will tell you it is. Again, I forgot to start the, the clock. Did I do the same thing? I did. I did. Episode 219. Here we are. Premiere podcast. Uh, listen. Let's get the elephant out of the room. Uh I only had two stories. I just looked up three more. I even deleted one of the original two stories. But I know I have, I have a good sense of uh, what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> What's going on in my world? Uh, new job starts Monday. I will be working at a company that is probably mentioned in one of these stories. <laughs> and that is that. <laughs> I love how non-specific I'm getting. But I kind of have to. I mean, I don't have to. Actually, I don't even know. I don't know the protocol. Um, so, there you go. Venom came out, the sequel to Venom. Uh, and I will I will tell you this. Uh, again, not interested in superhero movies anymore. Uh, I'm done with those. But I did, <laughs> I did sit down this morning and go, uh, I wonder if they brought... Because Spider-Man Far From Home is supposed to be about bringing the multiverse. Uh, and I'm a, I am a sucker for... Uh, uh, that kind of stuff. Even if I don't like Tom Hiddleston, what's his name? Oh, what is his name? Tom, uh, Tom Spider, Holland, Holland. Anyway, uh, they love hiring British white guys uh, who refuse to star opposite people of color. Anyway, <laughs> I say he refuses to, he just, his choices say that he doesn't want to. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll take that to the grave. You could take that to the bank and cash it. Was that an insult? Insult. Insult. Uh, in the 1980s. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I woke up and... Well, I didn't wake up. I, <laughs> this is like 10 o'clock. I've been awake for four hours at that point. Or for six hours at that point. Um, but I, I, I went to Wikipedia. And I just wanted to see how they were going to bring... I, I thought I had, a, I, had an, I had an inkling, you know, since Sony does own the rights to, to the all Spider-Man stuff that they're going to bring all of that into far from home. Cause far from home is going to have the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and maybe the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Um, so I, so I went on Wikipedia and I saw that it is indeed folded into it at the very, very, of course at the end credits and you know, in reality in all actuality, it'll probably be like, um, uh, what the Flash did, not the Flash. Excuse me. What the CW uh, universe, the DC shows did during Crisis on Infinite Earths, um, and uh, it's not good enough to watch. So I'm just going to tell you what they what they it's not. It truly is not. Uh, God, they hyped it up so much, and we thought, oh, this is going to be great. They're going to bring together the world, uh, and in the end. They brought together all the worlds and then said there's only now, instead of there being infant universes, there's only five universes, which stinks. Which, I mean, like, you don't need, bring them all into one earth. Who cares? They don't have to talk to each other all the time. Just acknowledge that they exist. That's it. So Doom, Doom Patrol exists both in Titan's world, but also in Doom Patrol world. And they have the same characters, but they don't, they don't, they don't know each other. Uh, 
anyway, okay, whatever. So in, in the in the Arrowverse, in the I, I believe it's a Flash episode, uh, he the, Barry Allen, that Flash on the CW, met with Ezra Miller's Flash, Barry Allen from uh, from uh, Zack Snyder's universe, the Warner Brothers universe, not Zack's, and. It was very interesting, and the night it happened, it was like the it was like the world broke, and then they ended. And then a couple episodes later, when they killed Arrow, it was so dumb and a waste of my that hour. But anyway, they brought together everybody, and now they don't even mention it. They don't even mention that any of that happened. They like in Black Lightning, they mention you know the Flash a couple of times, but they didn't even like they mention him. They're like, and they're not even by name. They're like, hey, uh, I got a friend that can help us with this. <laughs> And he goes, hey, it's all the way from Star City. They bring like a device. It's from Star City. My friend had bought it for me. It's so, uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's bad now. It was bad before, but not all the way bad. So anyway, I'm just, I, I, what, I, what I'm thinking is going to happen is they're going to do similar to what, you know, Sp- the Spider-Man, Marvel's going to, Marvel and Disney and Sony are going to do, you know, they're going to say, all right, well now these, these separate universes exist, but they're going to bring them together and then they're going to go, okay, at the end of the movie, they're all existing separately again. Look, the money's right there. Again, the money's on the table, baby. Is that did that did that saying come from people paying? <laughs> Again, this is not that is not a dirty show, but this is from people paying sex workers. <laughs> money's on the table. <laughs> Would you like an egg? <laughs> okay, let's get on with the first story. This comes from Deadline, written by Greg Evans. Broadway extends COVID vaccine and mask requirements through the end of 2021. I was watching, I watched, uh, it, sounds like, it feels like I'm peaking. I was, I watched the half of the first episode of Jon Stewart's new show on the problem with whatever, on, I don't know, Apple TV Plus. The problem with, is that what it's called? I refuse to look it up, but I will look it up because I do think it is ignorant of me not to know. Something's clicking, and I don't know what it is. It's definitely not me, because I did turn down my, my volume. Uh, yeah, it's called The Problem With John Stewart. The Problem With John Stewart. And, and, his, and his audience, uh, they cut to the audience like once during his monologue, or whatever they're going to call that. And uh, t- I saw two people wearing masks, and everybody else, uh, the white people, were not. And I thought, <laughs> that's very stupid. And the same thing goes for... Uh, Stephen Colbert's audience—they're—they're they're full, but they're all—they're all wearing masks, which is interesting. I just wouldn't—I wouldn't have a full uh, guest list or whatever. I wouldn't have everybody there, a full audience. They're free tickets, and they don't really need the—I mean, no one's really laughing on John, the John Stewart new show. Uh, but again, it's not a show to laugh at. It's really a news magazine show um, that has some jokes in it. So for Broadway. All 41 theaters are going to require, I guess it's through the Broadway League, yeah. They all said that everybody, audience members, performers, backstage crew, and venue staff, through the end of the year, for now, all need to have uh, to follow the, the, the protocols. And they're all going to have to be vaccinated. So this is very important because Broadway had to is the thing in all of the industries that was most affected. You know, TV and movie shuts, shuts, shut down for a couple of months. Uh, 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 touring music, you know, that stuff shuts down for maybe half a year because now, because then people could just go out, sit in their cars and watch performances like in parking lots. Um, uh, and TV shows and movies eventually found a way to get made. 
but Broadway could not come back, and they just came back. They were gone for 20 months, it seems like. And Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen brought him back. Did I say Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, he, uh, you invite him places. God, he take, he brings the, you know, excuse the, the freezing, but he brings the great, the best things. He has a good potato salad recipe. Uh, okay, okay, I'm gonna stop this. And I think it's obviously a wonderful move under the policy. Audience members under over the age of 12 must be fully vaccinated with an FDA or WHO, WHO, authorized vaccine and present a government-issued photo ID such as a driver's license or passport. Guests aged 12 to 18 may use government-issued ID or school ID with no photo required. Fully vaccinated means on the date of performance, the guest has at least 14 days after a second dose of a, uh, of a two-dose COVID vaccine or at least 14 days after a single dose of an approved single-dose COVID vaccine. How many of those are there? One, two, three. That's the Tootsie Roll Owl, Tootsie Pop Owl. You never see Tootsie Pops anymore. Although it's Halloween time, maybe I'll maybe I'll be seeing some when I go trick or treating. <laughs> oh, and then guess under twelve, meaning children <laughs> need to need to have a negative uh, COVID PCR test. So, I mean, Broadway needs to survive, and this is the only way they're going to be able to survive. Um, as long as there uh, is going is there there's a major. Um, uh, 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 pandemic going on, then this will need to happen. And I, you know, I see that I can see uh, the league, Broadway league, the league, the the hall. You know, at the hall at their hall of justice, at their theater of justice. I can see the league extending this like well, well into the summer of next year. Uh, it, I mean, you know, we they just had the Tonys, and they're still gonna have to, they're gonna have to have the Tonys again in May in order to get back on track with everything. So, uh, I. I Let's keep it going. Keep the vaccinations going. If you and if you are rich enough to to want to see a play, but stupid enough to not be uh, to not want to get vaccinated, then you're lost. Let's move on to IMDb TV. IMDb TV launches in the UK with eyes on going global. This comes from Alex Rittman over at the Hollywood Reporter. IMTV TV has made its first trip overseas. It's launched, this is the first time it's launched outside of North America. It's in the UK. You can access it like every other, you can access it here in America via the IMDb TV app or Prime Video app. But in the British audiences, can only for now access it via the Prime Video app. And then it'll eventually be its own app on the Fire TV. There's going to be original U.S. shows that they have, that we can have here, uh, including Top Class, The Life and Times of Sierra Canyon Trailblazers. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and then you also get the the regular shows and movies that IMDb TV has acquired, such as Pulp Fiction and Two Broke Girls. Oh, and Person of Interest. I saw it on HBO Max, too, I think. Or they pull it off. Who knows? INDB TV joins a busy marketplace for streaming. Let's just say that I have not messed up this name of this streaming service. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? UK's main broadcasters each have their own platforms, like uh, the BBC iPlayer, ITV Hub, 
and they're all very popular. And you can only access them in the UK. But hopefully the UK people will enjoy this uh, free app as well. Now, speaking of IMDb TV, I clicked on the tag under the Hollywood Reporter, and it's really growing into its own service. They're going to have their own shows, uh, such as something that was reported to, as of this recording, the new Cruel Intentions update uh, of, the, of the NBC uh, uh, <laughs> NBC pass on this update five years ago, uh, based on the movie. But now IMT, IMDb TV is going to do it. I screwed it up. And then uh, I, they're also, IMDb TV is also uh, thinking about uh, reviving the canceled show Rebel from last season that starred the great Katie Seagal. And also their acquisitions of uh, Sony, Sony shows. And, uh, and they're also part of the Amazon Prime family, obviously. So that means when Amazon Prime uh, signed on for Universal Films after the Peacock uh, window, which I talked about, uh, basically uh, NBC Universal, Universal, Fast and Furious films, one of, you know those franchises, all that stuff. Uh, it's going to go to Peacock first when it first streams, and then after six months, it's going to go to other services who want to buy it. So Amazon Prime did that, and so and IMDb TV is part of that uh, deal. So you and and you know these paid services are great. You on on Amazon Prime, you can have. Uh, Man in the High Castle and and uh, Bosch and 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 and, and, un- and other great shows, Jack Ryan and movies like Cinderella. But then it's very important that these free services, uh, as well as these free broadcasters, people ju- people don't want to pay sometimes, just want to watch stuff. And you know, you that's how you get your ad money if you don't have ads on your regular platform. So this is this is a wonderful move, and it's great news for them. All right, so. For some reason, all of the mucus in my nose is so loose. (laughs) And that might be the title. I'll just call it Loose Mucus. That's easier. Loose Mucus. There we go. Because I said it in the show. That's how I get the title. If you don't know the title, if you don't know how I get the title of the show, it's because I say something stupid uh, or mildly interesting. And that becomes the title of the episode. So as long as I say it in the show, it technically counts. So if I say all the mucus is loose, that could be the title. But if I just say loose mucus, that's also the title. You might have just heard the uh, ice maker in my fridge (laughs) just drop a huge load. You also might be hearing the um, pressure washing going on outside. The pressure washing our garage. Don't know why. Because it's dirty. This next one comes from Variety. Talking about Jason Keylar, written by Todd Spangler, Warner Media CEO. Jason Keylar is disappointed. He will probably lose his job. Disrespectful headline, but it's true. So Jason Keylar, who is now in charge of Warner Media, he's the CEO of Warner Media. He essentially has taken uh, responsibility for what happened with HBO Max and theater same day streaming. So the short of it is, last year, throes of the pandemic, December 2020, Warner Media had um, Wonder Woman 1984 ready to go. It was going to release in the in that winter, and they needed to put this out, as as did a bunch of other uh, companies from Disney 
to I was gonna say 20th, but Disney owns 20th to Paramount to Universal. Every single one of them had movies to release, and either you sell the movie to a streaming service and you basically just try to make up losses that way, which never really amounted to anything, to anything, or you hold on to it. And they could not hold on to this movie. Similarly, you know, Disney couldn't hold on to Black Widow or Shang-Chi any longer, or even the Eternals, because now they have three uh, Marvel movies coming out and within the span of, what, four months of each other? And we see, and we see how well, or how well, in quotes, uh, uh, Black Widow did, and even Shang Chi. I mean, three hundred. I think it has like three hundred fifty million, something like that, which is it should be a billion, but whatever. So, uh, Warner Media basically bit the bullet and released Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, same day. Theaters that were the the very small number of theaters that were open, as well as on HBO Max. And basically what we found out was if it did well on HBO Max, it did well in theaters. None of the movies really did well this year. <laughs> Although, I, did, I mean, you know, I did buy, I, I literally today just bought In the Heights. And I bought uh, Kong vs. Godzilla, or Godzilla vs. Kong. I think they're both mo- great movies. Uh, they're both, I think they're both movies. <laughs> so, uh, now that Warner Media is being spun off to with Discovery. Uh, there's only going to be one guy in charge of that, and that's going to be David Zaslov. Jason Kilar is probably going to lose his job, <laughs> which is very true, and he's becoming the fall guy for Warner Media and the and the the releasing of the movies. Kilar, speaking with Vox's media, Vox Media's Code Conference, said that the Warner Media CEO job quote goes away once the Discovery transaction closes. So basically, losing his job. Uh, Keylar was also in charge of Hulu for a little bit. Said that last year and a half he's been he spent. Said the last year and a half he's spent lending, leading. Excuse me, Warner Media uh, has been the most professionally fulfilling stretch of his career. Now he says he's basically just gonna. He wants to work at Warner Media for for life, but uh, it's it's not happening. So here's a quote from him. We endeavored to do the right thing in terms of communication. In hindsight, we should have taken the better part of a month to have the 170 conversations. So the so what the issue is, and uh, other headlines have said this, they compress the timeline to discuss releasing these movies, to release movies like Wonder Woman, Godzilla vs. Kong in the Heights, uh, Cry Machacho, I think that's what it's called, Cry Macho, <laughs> and uh, the Many States of Newark, movies like that, all those movies and Malignant and the rest of them, that came out like that uh, into basically a week's time frame as opposed to, hey, let's let's sit down and all let's really chat about what this means for the business and the company. And what's a better way to do this? Like maybe we release it in theaters for a month or, or two and then and then it goes to HBO Max. But instead of instead of just saying, hey, we're just going to do it. Um, so Warner Warner Brothers held all those discussions in less than a week to move quickly and minimize the chance of leaks. Keylar noted that the day-and-date movie strategy primed HBO Max for subscriber growth into the service's second year. And it's not a bad idea. I like. I definitely see where they're coming from. Uh, I think... I mean, so, like, if you look at, if you look at uh, Netflix, they're releasing 
the new Idris Elba movie about black cowboys. Um, who else is in it? Uh, guy from uh, Lovecraft Country, Jonathan something, and you know uh, R.J. Seiler, and that that movie is going to be released in theaters because it has to be in order to get um, uh, consideration for the Oscars. But it's going to be released for what? Maybe two weeks. Same thing for Roma. That's what happened with Roma and a bunch of other movies. And in order to be needed for uh, for for award status, uh, and and I th- and the idea worked. And I think at the end, HBO Max as well as HBO because they're combining all of HBO basically. Uh, they they got a a total of forty seven million subscribers in the U S. And 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 that's that's a, that's a very good number. Obviously, compared to Disney Plus and HBO and uh, Netflix. It's it's a little bit pitiful, but compared to the others behind them, that's it's wonderful. And also, it's HBO. It's not TV. Uh, and so, you know, I mean, there's there's other ways they could have done it. Universal eventually decided to, and I've already discussed this several times on this show, and as well as News Time. Oh, both are so bad. Universal has discussed that the uh, the the window for streaming is now going to be ninety days. As opposed to six months or however long it was, or forty-five days. Excuse me, forty-five days. So it's, I mean, we, 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 and 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 the talent eventually got their money. Um, you know, hind, you know, hindsight is is what's gonna is is what can you know ruin all of this. And so, what was what was Warner to do? Hold on to to Wonder Woman until January and. You know, uh, lose consideration for. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough decisions and tough uh, and uh, discussions and everything that could happen. But we, uh, I mean, you know, I could go I could go on rambling for at least two more minutes, but I won't. I just I because in the next story, this comes from Haley Fooch Pouch over at Collider. Uh, Jason is talking. We're talking about Jason Bloom. He was talking with Collider, speaking with Collider, Collider, and discussing why he moved Halloween Kills over the Peacock instead of just releasing it in theaters. Uh, the movie Freaky, which came out the same time Tenet came out, which came out the same time that uh, 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 Wonder Woman 1984 came out, uh, did not do well in theaters. It was a it was a critically lauded movie. Audiences loved it, but no one went to see it. I I went to go see Tenet. I was uh, I was with my then girlfriend. We were that was our second date. Uh, but I was I was so she she would who would later become my girlfriend who would later break up with me. But I was with <laughs> I was dating I was with somebody and we went to go see Tenet at uh, the Starlight Drive-in here in Atlanta, which is I think one of the last drive-ins. In city limits, uh, I think it's the only one. I think it's like one of the. How many drive-ins are in Georgia? Let's see. Drive-in theater, Georgia, Georgia. Hello, I am sir. So the let's see. Uh, it looks like there's. It looks like there's a couple. There's a few. In places that I. I dare not go <laughs> in in cities and, and counties. I dare not venture to. 
and uh, and and <clears throat> so we were watching. We were, we went to go see Tenet, um, which is a horrible date movie. We I think we talked the entire time, <laughs> and I I own that movie now. So I'm gonna I can't wait to sit down and watch it uh, again uh, now that she now that she's gone out of my life. <laughs> She's been gone for months, um, but uh, so we. But I. But I, I. But I know behind us, Freaky was playing, and I. And I thought I gotta see that movie, and it wasn't like it was in. The, it was in theaters for maybe for a little bit for a little bit of time, and then it moved to uh, rental online. But but the but the time between it going, this is why I kind of like compressed days. For uh, for re- for uh, releases and uh, streaming services, it went from it went from like the theater, and then there were several months in between, and then it finally went to uh, to digital download, and I still haven't seen it, but I can't wait. I can't wait to rent that movie. Actually, I think it might be on. No, no, it's not on streaming. Yeah, it is on streaming. I think it might be on HBO Max. So Jason Bloom was talking with Collider, talking about why he moved Halloween Kills over to Peacock, which is going to be available in about fourteen days. He said it was his idea to do it. Peacock did not approach him. He approached them. He, like everyone else, is a big believer in the theatrical experience. All right, I got to start reading the quote like, like he's saying. I think eventually, I think, I think eventually, I think uh, there should be windows. I think universal strategy of the three-week window. Oh, my God. I said 90 days. And I went, no, no, it's 45. And now I just realized it's three weeks. Hmm. But I had a bad distribution experience with Freaky. The movie is a great movie. And it didn't get seen because the distribution of it all uh, of it got all twisted up. My fault. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's true. He didn't. He doesn't want to do that again. So he said, "Listen, Universal, let's move this over to Peacock." And uh, and everybody was behind it, and it works. Now this isn't like obviously the the idea doesn't work for everything. The when Luca moved over to Disney Plus, all of the artists were uh, peeved because they wanted that to be in theaters. But um, I think that would put an entire theater to sleep if Luca came out uh, in theaters because it was a horrible film, horribly boring. I said it. Disney, hire me, baby. So. The 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 stream this the the streaming windows there it's going to be a conversation for um a, 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 a you know that's going to for for years to come for years to come because it's always going to be something like this and the the pandemic of course accelerated all these talks the windows they're only they're shortening they're not breaking down theaters are still very important especially to people like me who just like going to movies um but there's we did enter a breaking point where, you know, the pandemic, uh, you know, pandemic aside, we did enter a breaking point where, you know, just waiting for a movie can only can only take you so long, especially when you have all this entertainment at home. So there we go. And then we have one more story. Oh, we're moving along. We're moving along at a great clip. Great clips. If I knew somebody that, that goes to Great Clips to get their haircut, I would bully them. I would bully them incessantly. And I would beat them up. You heard me. Jim. 
This comes from Todd Spangler of at Variety. Apple reveals most popular podcast subscriptions in the free channels. Okay. So Apple is the leading podcast provider. I, I think it's safe to say that in order, if you if you don't even have like a, a metrics uh, service to 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 measure how many listeners you're getting, safe to say that if you I think I just said safe to say twice anyway, uh, <laughs> it's I think the better uh, the better way the best way to do it without using one of those services is to um, basically just go to Apple Apple Podcasts. See how many people rated your podcast, and then you'll get a, a general idea. Like if you look before Dax Shepard's podcast left Apple Podcasts RSS feeds, um, and and went over exclusively to Spotify, I th- you know I think he probably had maybe a couple a couple ten thousand reviews. Let's see how many Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien needs a friend, Apple Podcasts. Let's see how many reviews that his show has. So I'm going to click on the podcast.apple.com. And then it's going to load up very, very slowly. He has 46,000 ratings. It's a 4.8 out of 5 stars. So 46,000 people. Let's just pretend that's the base. 50,000 people listen to his show. Oh, my God. I get like I, I guarantee that show, Serial, Smartless, Dak Shepard's show, and uh, uh, Joe Rogan's show have have easily four or five hundred thousand downloads per episode. I wonder who's going to break a million. I wonder if that'll ever happen. So we've got the paid podcast subscriptions coming up, though. Apple started its uh, Apple podcast subscriptions platform uh, in the summer. I talked about how I talked about it a couple weeks ago, and I don't remember the story. I remember other things, but I don't remember this. And now it has metrics from the June 15th through the uh, September 15th. And it's and it ranked in order. Of total subscribed listeners, remember this is people subscribing to the paid podcasting extra subscriptions within Apple Podcast subscriptions. So Apple's getting a piece of this paid stuff that's coming from these other people who used to have free stuff. This is but this is paid stuff on top of free stuff. Uh, so top free channels ranked is based on total listeners. Okay, excuse me. Let me go back to that previous sentence I never finished. So Apple's top paid subscriptions are ranked in order of total subscribed listeners worldwide over the past three months and includes both channels and individual shows. The top free channels ranking is based on total listeners worldwide over the past three months for shows united under each channel and excludes fully paid or freemium channels. Oh, okay. Never mind. So this isn't the Apple Podcast subscription. This is just the, this is the free stuff. So here are I'm going to read the the top five. I'll read the shows that are that are just the the uh, subscriptions that are interested in me. So Wondery has uh, a bunch of uh, uh, shows in there. Wondery Luminary. 
and the handoff from CNN. Hmm. And then there's uh, the top free channels. So these are the ones that have, these are the basically companies that provide a bunch of channels. And it's interesting. Number five has the least amount, but it still ranks among everybody. Number five is Dateline NBC. Oh, it's the true, those are true crime. Yeah, people love that. New York Times, mostly probably because of the daily, it has 26 shows. iHeart Podcast Network has 186 shows. I mean, that's the Netflix approach, paint at the wall. Barstool Sports, uh, which is for every. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that sentence, but uh, I'm not a fan of Barstool Sports. ABC News, I like, I like, I love Disney compared to how much I hate Barstool. You should not watch or listen or read or do anything with, with anything they provide. ABC News, 32 shows. TED Audio Collective, 15. Uh, I thought that would be under NPR, but interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. ESPN, 76 shows. Oh, they're radio shows. Oh, uh, Katie, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, God. Katie, uh, what's, her, what's her name? ESPN. Katie, Katie Nolan. She just left ESPN. She's wanted. She's been wanting to leave for a long time. So I'm glad she left and good for her. I can't wait to see where she goes next. Uh, Crooked Media, 17 shows. And I don't know who Ramble is. But those are very, very good numbers. Uh, in order to be even to be up there, that's just uh, insane numbers. Insane. You have to have like so many downloads. Imagine the money. Like podcasting used to not be a lucrative thing. And then, you know, when it, in 2011, <laughs> it was like, it was, people were, those people were making money, you know, or, you know, making money, the, the little, the little pittance it was, they were, they were doing fine enough. And then you got cereal coming out and uh, people go, Oh, we're the podcast. They're online radio shows. And, it's just kind of unfair to the people who've been working on it for so long, but whatever. But yeah, that's how. Those are the those are the top podcast companies, as told by uh, the uh, Apple, and those are the pop the top podcast subscriptions: Wondery Luminary, uh, a bunch of others that I've never heard of, as told by Apple. And again, Apple's the best barometer for all that because people have so many people have iPhones and. And uh, iPad and stuff. So there you go. I am wearing an Adventure Time t-shirt because I had to shoot news time. And I refuse to change my shirt. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website cpluscomedy.com where I promise you that there's uh, an interview coming next week. It is with Elizabeth Alterfer, who is on, I don't know if you guys, that's how you pronounce your last name. <laughs> and I refuse to look. Uh, I will do that. I'll actually look. <laughs> It's disrespectful. Elizabeth Alderfer, I was right. She's on United States of Al as well as uh, uh, um, AP Bio. She plays Jack Griffin or Glenn Howerton's, uh, well, uh, girlfriend. She plays love interest, love interest, love interest. Uh, I mean, if you haven't seen the show, check it out. It's a great show. AP Bio is wonderful. A United States of Al. You know what? I expected it to be a lot less funny, but I enjoyed my time with the the stuff I saw. And that's a true statement. So check that out. That'll be out maybe next Wednesday or Thursday. 
and then I got to do a regular episode of Constitutional Talk. Or who knows? Maybe I don't have any stories. <laughs> we'll see. But also, I do start that new job, so who knows? Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at C Comedy. Oh, listen, if you want to see a video version of the show, head to YouTube.com slash C Comedy, where you can see the me sitting in a blue shirt on a Friday afternoon. It's almost 5 o'clock. Also, you can see our premiere show, News Time, which is me taking a story and just diving right into it for about five, six, seven, sometimes 13 minutes. This week's episode is about uh, the YouTube TV and NBC Universal dispute about packaging and cabling and all that stuff. And NBCU wants uh, Peacock to be bundled in with YouTube TV and Google's like, no, bro. And you want more money too? That'll make that'll make us raise the already high prices. So check that out. Uh, it should be out before this. <laughs> They're both recorded, so it's great. Uh, you can also Twitter, Instagram at Seabulls Comedy. Me on Twitter, Instagram at Chat Black White. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends about this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I gotta go. Goodbye.